You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. It always helps when you're going to do one of these things to plug the microphone in. That's the key. That's the key. You got to have the microphone plugged in. And I didn't have that. Hey, we're looking at a quiet life podcast here today. I want to start with going back to why this podcast um, even exists. And that's we, we take a look every Wednesday at. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, aspire to live a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, be dependent upon nobody. And I think the key, what I want to look at, what I want to talk about today is the word aspire. Uh, some translations may say, make it your ambition. So to, to strive for something, to to have a goal, to have something that you're aiming at in a in a zealous manner. We look at first Wednesday of the year. What are we going after? You know, I've said before, I'm not a big um, New Year's resolution guy, but I do think it's important to know the direction you're you're going with, right? The, to understand what what a life in Christ looks like and how it's realized. Like, how, how, how do I live this out? And I think the best pla- one of the best places to start to really consider this is to look at what Jesus said in Matthew 7. He says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. The narrow road's going to be hard, and sometimes it's going to be lonely. This means that most of the time, our lives will not look like the lives of our neighbors and friends and coworkers if they don't know Jesus. If we're striving to be, be faithful and focused on this journey with Christ, there will be times that it feels like we might be the only ones on the road. So one of the things that I talk about a lot is, you know, you need, you need a, we call it a tribe. You need a tribe. You need a band of brothers. You, you need a brotherhood. I mean, a real brotherhood. I think there are some people that have bought into the idea that they have a brotherhood because they have some friends who would call themselves Christians. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that's what we're talking about here. I'm talking about building a close-knit group of guys who are solid and sound and growing men of God. That doesn't mean they all have to be mature and you know, 30, 40 years walking in the faith. What I'm talking about is a group of men who say, we're going to take the right thing serious, and we are going to hold each other to a, a, a higher standard. To do that, we're, we're going to have to get some things we're going to have to get some things squared away. It means I'm going to have to make some changes in my life. I'm going to have to prepare different. I might have to you know, try to execute my, my daily plan of action different, or I may need to you know, 
Um, I may need you to hold me accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable. One of the things I find with guys who want to be held accountable is, one, they don't always like it once it happens. And number two, they're pretty poor at holding other people accountable. So what you're, you're kind of wanting there is a life coach. You want someone to get on the horn with you and tell you you're trying your best, here's some things you should do different, and uh, stay with it. We're talking about real relationships here that are sharpening one another. I'm going to try to sharpen you. I hope that you sharpen me, right? And so what we want to do is, is this idea of being a man of God, that this whole thing that we talk about, aspiring to live a quiet life and, and the narrow road living and, and being disciples who make disciples and being men of presence, it all has to move beyond words. It has to be the way that we live our life. It has to be something that we're aspiring to, right? And so the question is, what, what are you aspiring to? Or maybe a different way of looking at it. I talked to, I remember having this conversation with a guy once who he was sharing some of his challenges. Doesn't matter what they were. And I just told him, if you stay on this path for the next 20 years with the same excuses, the same baloney answers, whatever, if you stay on that path for the next 20 years, do you believe that it just, things just magically get better? And if you say, well, I don't think they just magically get better. Okay, then you're staying on that path for 20 years. What changes? What deteriorates? What are the consequences of staying on that path? What are you actually aspiring to? Not a lot. So when you think about that, when you start, like your personal worship, what are you aspiring to? Do you want to mature? Do you want to grow? And I'm not saying you have to get out, you know, seven commentaries and a devotional and you have to, you know, I'm saying, what? What are we looking for? What's the approach? The approach should be that we approach the Word and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Teach me something I need to be taught. Convict me of something that needs to be changed. Show me something that, that, that I could share, right? Help me see in what areas I need to pursue surrender and obedience. And so if we're going to move this beyond, you know, the kitchen table where we have our quiet time or your desk or your study or wherever you're at, then we got to actually see what are we aspiring to when it comes to our relationships. Do do you have relationships that are not good for you when it comes to your wife and kids? Your wife's not a fan of that friend, then you, you need to you need to cut it. You need to cut it out. Or they're not good for your kids, they're not good for you. Um Again, do you have relationships that you're comfortable with because you know they're really not going to challenge you or convict you? They're not going to make you feel uncomfortable. So you just get to be okay being okay. Okay, we'll keep doing that for 20 years. See how that's going to work out for you. Do you have relationships where people are speaking truth into your life? I mean, real truth, and are you hearing it? It's one thing to say, well, I got people that tell me the truth, but do you listen to what they have to say? Do you dismiss what they say? Do you distance yourself from once they say it? I mean, how, how do you absorb that? And I think oftentimes men are much better at saying, I want to be told the truth, I tell the truth. And then when they get it, they don't like it. I've said before, the gospel, we're all, a lot of us are fans of the gospel. The message that someone came and he lived, he loves you, he wants you to spend forever with him. We love all that. That's all good. It'll give you a new life. Yeah, I'm in on that. Um, but you've got to repent of your sin. You're going to have to do some things. Oh, when the gospel gets personal, we start to create some distance. So again, what, what, what are you aspiring to? 
we got areas of you know physical health, finance, uh, emotional, mental health, your marriage, um, living above reproach, being a man of integrity, not even a hint of sexual immorality in your life. What are you aspiring to? And if it's nothing, well, I'll tell you what, you're, you're going to hit it every single time. And I don't know if you necessarily, again, have to create, um, what do you call them, resolutions. Or, but I do think you need to pursue some disciplined, living a more disciplined life, monitoring how much time you waste on the computer, on your cell phone, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. How, how are you spending your time? How are you spending your energy? How are you, you know, what, what are you doing? And again, if you continue to do it, what, what changes? It doesn't magically change. I was telling someone recently, I was telling a lot of people recently, it was, it was in a message that there was a Saturday where there was nothing going on which is how long for that here in the coming weeks, but there was nothing going on and I was just sitting there and flipped through the TV and um, there was a big soccer game on during the day. I watched that, but then that was over. So we're looking at like, I don't know, noon. From noon to, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't do anything. Nothing good on television, little too... It was in that cold window where I thought, I just don't want to go outside just to be outside. And wife was running some errands, kids doing some things. And I mean, when I got to the end of the day, I thought, I absolutely did nothing today. I think it's okay to occasionally have a day like that. But when you look at it, you go, I get one shot at this thing. And that's how I spent that. I had absolutely nothing I was aspiring to. Part of the problem is I didn't plan on anything the night before. I think when you prepare the evening before, when you, you're a little more woke up, you got some maybe maybe some caffeine in you, some food in your belly, I don't know. Um, I think that's the time, for me personally, that you plan the next day. For me, I, if I don't think about the next day until the next day, I'm already behind. I feel like I'm eight to ten hours behind. So what, what, are, you, what are you aspiring to? What are you aiming at? I, I, I think there's just too many guys who are just trying to get through this through the day, through their week, through their month, without really being unencumbered, just not bothered. And, 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 and at the end of our life, we're just trying to die the safest. We're not aspiring to anything. Or maybe another way to look at it is you are nothing to aspire to. I would like to be something. I would like to be someone who doesn't have to toot their own horn. Who doesn't have to apply for a blue check mark or request one? I'd like to be someone who can just mind their own business, can just work hard. And maybe there's a few people in my sphere of influence who say, that's something I can aspire to. That's something I can learn from. That's, that's someone that I can be like, or I can, um, a work ethic that I can try to grab hold of, or you know, the way that he treats his wife or his kids or parents or whatever. Hopefully we have something that we are uh, setting a standard for other people to aspire to. And again, I don't think we want to do it by like waving our arms and saying, hey, look at me, look at me. Not at all. Not at all. But I think the greatest compliment is to see or to hear someone say, you know, I saw you do this, I heard you say this, and so I want to do this, right? Well, we're not going to get there by behavior modification or just trying to be the best we can be and at the end of the day, the way that we get there is a fully surrendered life to Christ. And you say, that seems like a task that's too hard for me. I don't even know where to start. Yes, that's the point. 
The point is, it's too hard for us. It's too overwhelming. It's it's so overwhelming that we can't possibly do it ourselves. I remember years ago sitting in a children's ministry conference, and a guy who works with family ministries, they were talking about... Um, you know, like a vision statement, a mission statement, and someone said something to that effect. We want fathers to be da da da. And he went through this list, and the guy said, "I'll never be that." That's the point. If what I'm aspiring to is reachable, then all I did was have a goal. And there's nothing wrong with goals. I want to aspire to something that every day I know I'm just a little bit closer to it but I'm never actually going to reach it because that's going to create a hunger every single time to, to continue to hone my focus. Yes, I want goals. Yes, I have things I want to do. I have things I write down all the time. This is my goal for 2025 or whatever it is. Absolutely, those things are, are there, but they have, to be, they have to be something, again, that you're aspiring to, but to reach a goal that's on a piece of paper to get there, that's great, and you get a hug, high five, a handshake, a ribbon, a trophy, whatever you get. But at the end of the day, my ultimate aspiration is to get to heaven and help other people get to heaven. That's the greatest thing I could possibly aspire to. Now, I get there, that's day in and day out. Several months ago, I was with some guys, and we were on this camping trip, and we decided we were uh, shooting guns. Okay, so one of the guys in the group, uh, he's he's the guy, right? Like when you do something like this, someone has to be the guy that tells you when to go, who goes next, whatever. Someone has to be the safety guy, essentially, and which means they get no fun because they're always monitoring all the guys who are having fun. So we're out in the middle of nowhere. We're shooting guns. We're hitting targets. We're, I should say, we're trying to hit targets. And the, the, the enjoyable thing about this is, you know, there's there's a, a number of different guns out there that guys can try and do, and it's just a time of camaraderie. It's not for everybody. Some guys did it. Some guys didn't. doesn't matter. And so I was trying to sight in a new rifle. I never shot it before. I knew I, I had it. I knew I would take it on this particular trip so I could sight it in there. Uh, so as I'm going there, um, this, this individual helps me get it set up, squared away, uh, first shot, not even close, um, had a scope on it, trying to, I shouldn't say not even close, it was close enough, but um, every, my point is, every time I shot, he helped me make the adjustments. Okay, so we turn the scope this way a couple, or maybe we turn back one. Maybe you need to, you know, maybe you're sitting this way, maybe you're doing this, so he's watching what's happening. And every single shot, we're making minor adjustments. Why? Because we're trying to get the focus on the target. What if at the end of every shot, because ammo is not cheap and other people wanted to shoot, what if at the end of every shot he said, good job, high five right here, slap it high, good, good work. Would that do me any good? No, not if I really wanted to hit a real target. It wouldn't do me any good. I go home, trying to hit a real target. You say, man, this thing's a piece of junk. Nope. What happened was the person who was able to see something from a different perspective than I was able to see it was able to help me make the adjustments. So at the end of every shot, you could look at the target, you could see what you hit, you could see what you're aiming at, he could ask me some questions. Remember, I'm the guy that's got to do the shooting, right? But he's helping make the adjustments through the scope. What are you looking at? What, you know, where, where, where are you, do you have someone in your life like that? Because what happens is day in and day out, you get up, you get up, brush your teeth, you get a cup of coffee, you get out the door, you go to work, you go home, you have dinner, maybe you have, you know, talk to your wife, talk to your kids, you go to bed, you do it all again. It's Groundhog Day over and over and over and over. We're sitting on the cusp of, of a brand new year. Do you have any area where you are aspiring to? 
I want to grow in this area. I want to be more mature in this aspect of my life. I want to have this type of community in my life. I want to have these type of relationships in my life. First and foremost, it begins with your target. Our target has to be fully surrendered man of God. And say, I want to be happier. I want to make more money. I want to, you can have, you, you can literally, as Solomon had pointed out, you can literally have it all and not be happy. You, people every day have every single thing that they could ever want and miserable. They end up ending their lives. They say, what is there to live for? I want to be a surrendered man of God. As I am a surrendered man of God, what's going to happen is, as those adjustments that are being made, things that were a priority, no longer priority. Things that threw me emotionally out of balance, no more throwing me emotionally out of balance. Areas I would spend my money, looking at my money different, my time different, my relationships different. The people that are in my circle have to be different. We have to raise the standard of what that means. We have to continue to hone our focus. We need to keep our head on a swivel knowing that there will be things clamoring to our left and our right to saying, look at me, I'm urgent, I'm important, I'm enticing, I'm valuable. You say, no, that's my target. My target is I want to be a fully surrendered man of God. That's what I'm going to aspire to. And I believe as I'm moving closer to that, knowing that I'm never going to actually get that fully, every day, every day I'm going to move a little bit closer to that. Every day, the sanctification process is I'm becoming less like me and more like Jesus. He will continue to refine those things in our life. He will continue to place people in our life that are going to speak truth to us, that are going to tell us the things that we don't notice, that we don't see. We're going to invite them in on that conversation and say, what do you see? What do you notice? And along the way, I firmly believe there will be other people, one, who will benefit from that, and number two, her going to also say, then I too want to aspire to that. That's something that I can aim for. Think about that. We're on the cusp, Lord willing, of a brand new year. What are you aspiring to? What's your target? What are you aiming at? And who do you have in your life who will tell you the truth and help you make the proper adjustments? Let's think about that. Amen? I'll talk to you in a bit. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Manliness.